Boys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, warm up your fog machines, because we're talking about Lucio Fulci's sword and sorcery film, Conquest. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. for joining the cult do us a favor leave us a review on itunes we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show do we have any today yeah we do got one shout out so we're gonna give you a shout out at the end of the show make sure you stay tuned for that <laughs> sorry it's gonna sound better when the effects are yeah applied. yeah you, you'll get it you get it when you hear it okay. then when you're done with that <laughs> head over to no one knows who you guys are yet head over to our youtube page <laughs> three years like and subscribe there. <laughs> As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbright. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everyone. Tonight, we are talking about Conquest. Lucio Felucci is oh, the director of this film. Yeah, Jesus. Turn right. I love Lucio right. Felucci. Yeah. <laughs> Came out in 1983. It had a budget of Dan. had a box office of Dan. It was filmed in Italy or Mexico. We're not really sure. We've been arguing about it here for a little bit. Has a rating of R? Is that true? Does it have a rating? Yes. Yeah. It's R? Yes. Oh, wow, man. They were why wouldn't relaxed. it be? Why wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah. R? Yeah. What do you mean? There's nothing PG-13, really. No, no, I know what I'm saying, but they get like... I don't know if there's anything X in this. No, no. Wow. Really? Like, no, I would, there's not anything We'll, we'll talk about we'll it, talk, but Let's yeah. talk about All right. it. Let's talk about it here. And then, uh, you know, Mike, this was your pick. It was. Why'd you pick Conquest? I picked Conquest because kind of, kind of, because Kyle uh, kind of pushed me a little bit on it. I, I talked about a sword and sorcery film, and I was like, maybe we should do another sword and sorcery film. And he's like, can you do the Lucio Fulci one? That yeah. You talk about, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I goddamn will. And I, and that's why I picked this film. There's <laughs> yeah. not much more to it than that. <laughs> yeah, I'll build off of that. The only reason I was so excited about this because I found out about this this movie from you. Yeah. Right around the time, or just a little bit after, I found out about uh, one of uh, Fulci's spaghetti westerns, uh-huh. and was like kind of obsessed with how batshit crazy and insane that movie was. And then we compared notes, but this is the first time I got to see it. So yeah, Fulci's got his hands in all the genres. Oh yeah, he he moved around. He's making money how he can. So this was your, f- your first time seeing it, uh-huh. Kyle. Chris, yep. what about you? Yep, first time. I never even heard of this. First time for me? Really? You don't remember the box? I remember the Not box art, and no. I remember seeing it in uh, in Hollywood video, and I always thought, hmm. I'm going to rent that film. Never, never rented, did, though. Never yeah. rented that film. Uh. <laughs> never rented What that section film. was this, an adventure? I think it was in, I might have been in sci-fi. Did you say adventure? Yeah. Yeah, I an mean, adventure section? Yeah, we had an action adventure. Yeah, yeah. that sounds about oh, right. Okay. I think, that makes more I think sense it was actually, in, I think it was actually in sci-fi, though. Could be. But it's more of a fantasy. Yeah, it's more of a fantasy. Yeah, yeah. but, say fantasy, sci-fi, but fantasy gets lumped in with sci-fi it, in video it stores. It does. Yeah, I guess you're right. It can. Right. So this was all of our first time seeing it. No, I, 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 I've except seen for Mike, it like three times. Yeah, three times up to this point. I, I had fantasized about what this movie could be about. Did you go in blind? Um, actually, I did. After I, I, I went into it with. Just going off of what I could imagine based off what Mike was explaining to me about the movie. So, yeah. Um, 
didn't prepare me. I would say I would. Oh, well, I wouldn't say uh, completely blind because I I definitely watched because um, I added this one uh, to the Plex server and and I and I watched the first ten minutes of it and thought. And thought, well, that didn't upload correctly. <laughs> oh, and then and then I and then I re-reviewed it on the actual on the DVD that Mike had, and I was like, well, no, that's that's right on, that's on the money. So, <laughs> what about you, Chris? Going blind? I went in totally blind. I thought I heard rumblings of it being a sword and sorcery film, and it's not partic- That's not particularly my favorite genre of yeah. film. So I was kind of like, okay, like I haven't really liked too many up to this point. So we'll see how this goes. It's it's Lucio, so you know it's going to be a little gory, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Kyle, <laughs> when I started playing the film, I was like, "How many scraps of film did they get off the floor to shoot this <laughs> film? Like, this just looks like they just like pieced together leftovers and like we're just like, let's go for it. It's cheap. <laughs> it looks like they were just shooting through grease. <laughs> God, <laughs> I went into it blind too, not knowing exactly what it's about. I was, was blind about. as well because I couldn't make out anything in the I film. Sti- I still don't think I know what it's about. It's, it's I mean, it's, an adventure they're not story. really hard to figure out, like what the plots and stuff are. It's it's always the same thing, right? There's a barbarian dude, and then there's a. I mean, we'll get into it with plots with Mike, but <laughs> but you know, it's the same thing. Like it's it's very much like a Conan the Barbarian, yeah. or really any other fantasy sword and sorcery film you know there's a guy that's kind of on the edge he's a little bit uh like, a, like almost like an anti-hero but like he's always called to justice and has to fight like either a wizard or a witch and there's all these trials that he has to go through and then uh you know w- with this particular genre of sword and sorcery i feel like there's a lot of nudity there's a lot of violence yeah. it's it it takes place in almost a wild west kind of world versus like a like a high fantasy world, which there's rules and kings, and you know, I'd agree. This and, is this uh, is just a wasteland. And that was plots with Mike for this film. No, I'm not done. I have not said my <laughs> plot. <laughs> I feel like you just described this plot perfectly, and all you did was describe the genre. There's more. There's there's many other. There's, well, there's actually more to this than I feel like other. There's more to this sorcery films. than meets the eye, Kyle. Oh, wow! How very dramatic of you to say it that way. No, I, I I haven't actually heard about this. I've known of this film. I just I've never you have? yeah yeah through the room room rumblings rumblings through never, the streets. Well, because you gotta realize that fifteen uh, year old Cody who's into horror and sci fi would would definitely come across this movie. Uh, like you know what I mean as what far as pop, 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 popping up on my radar as, as films to watch and then just never getting around. You don't strike to me it. as a sword and sorcery guy. I just went through like years with Mike and guests like years on movies when they came out for sword and sorcery films like i've seen i've seen quite a few of them i mean look there's a lot of people working at the fair or circus that are great at guessing ages (laughs) (laughs) doesn't mean they know every person that walks into their into their booth that's true you're right he's right he's right he's right so no i had heard i just never had gotten around to seeing it and then the cover art's always like the cover the key art Mm -hmm. is intriguing I don't remember this at all. I don't. I don't remember the cover art, the key art. I can't. I the can't. Poster art. Well, I can't separate one sword and sorcery key art. From I know. Another. Like, it's, are you kidding me? It's all the same. There's like so it's the a, back of a dude fighting other dudes. Yeah, that's sick. This one, it's like at least the one on my uh, DVD copy of this. It's 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 the witch and like the snake is conveniently located where the, the snake, snake should never conveniently involved. be located. And then um, <laughs> I think it's like there's. 
a warrior looking up on her, and she's kind hey, of what like. What do you mean? Oh, you think it's a warrior? It's it's, it's, a, it's a character Max. It's a character Max, whatever his name is. Mace. 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 Right. It's him. It's him. It's the back of him fighting them. Right. I, I get that. Yeah. But we haven't even introduced Mace. Well, yeah. maybe it's I'm time for plots with Mace. Did we do that? Yeah, it was. No, I do think it waiting. is time. Did we do that? No. Uh-oh. Four. Right. Plots with Mike. All right, let's fill in the blanks, shall we? <laughs> Conquest. It's a story of adventure, friendship, intrigue. Stars a young man named Ilias. Comes from a land far, far away. Very much like the classic heroes of mythology. He is kind of gifted a weapon, like a weapon of the gods. It's this bow and arrow that when, as it's foretold, uh, if it runs out of arrows, the sun will actually shine upon it and actually provide arrows that he can still fire in an unlimited excess, right? But, you know, and and I guess it's his father or god of some sort. We don't really actually... Kronos is, I thought. Who... Is his name Kronos? No, that wasn't Kronos, was it? I that's don't. Who, no, that's who the bow. Uh, the bow. The right. bow originally belonged. We don't know. We don't know the Kronos. old man that 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 gifts him the bow. We don't know. It's like, like the I feel wise like man elder. of the village. Yeah, yeah. Like the village elder. Let's call him the elder of the village. He yeah. says, "Go off and and fight evil." So he goes across the ocean, and he ends up in this wasteland. And as soon as he gets there, he tries to help some young woman out by shooting a snake. And then he gets attacked by these these beast man like creatures, werewolves, something like that. <laughs> and that's where he meets Mace, who is just like your classic barbarian, who happens to swing an awesome pair of uh, stone nunchucks carved oh. from the very ground he walks. Is that what that was? I thought those were bone. I call, I call them bone. bone I chucks. thought stone. No. Bone I, I thought stone. Those look like sheep legs or yeah, something. Like, like sheep femur legs. Chucks. Yeah. Be like, like lamb legs. Knocking out a werewolf with it fucking like he, sheep those legs. Those look like, like, cut those off, like femur chucks. Yeah, it looked like he cut off femurs. And... Femur chucks, lamb chucks, stone chucks, or bone <laughs> chucks. We don't know. <laughs> Anyways, he beats the crap out of these guys, saves young Ilias' life. They kind of build a friendship together. Uh, and as they're going through, uh, this guy, Mace, he keeps telling them, uh, this land is destroyed because of this witch named Okron, who is this, uh, woman who's allergic to tops. Uh, <laughs> she can't wear a top. She's just topless throughout the entire film. Only and she snakes. she has a gold Destro mask. And she's kind of, like, controlling all these beast-man-like creatures, real bringing havoc to the land. She's and a witch. She's, she's a, a witch. She's a witch. She's a witch. Yes. And, uh, you know, Ilias is like, no, I'm going to fight this woman. And uh, Mace is like, don't do it. I'm telling you right now. But uh, as things unfold, they get more and more deeper and deeper into this land and deeper and deeper into this conflict. And uh, they come to a point where they have to take on this Okron and see if they can finally uh, conquer her in conquest. There's a lot to just, yeah. There's a lot of things that are, it's just, I don't know. It's going to be with a that, wing in an episode. Yeah, with that being said, let's take a break and we'll wing it when we come right back. We'll wing it on the way back. Flap on in here. From a place beyond time comes a terrifying challenge beyond imagination. Conquest. Two men joined forces in a struggle for power. In a realm of fear. Conquest. An act of courage. To conquer the Queen of Darkness. All 
we're back. We're talking about Conquest. Came out in 1983. Uh, one of the points I was making earlier that I wanted to talk about was the fact that like a 90s movie comparative, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 Leatherface, which was re- re- given an X rating for its violence and then had to be cut to an R, which is tamer than this movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie getting an R. This movie, I mean, is it, it's pretty damn gory in my opinion. I think it's pretty gory. Yeah. There's some pretty, pretty, pretty merciless scenes some brutal where stuff. there are animal people ripping women in half. You gotta remember though, uh, like the like I feel like the 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 censorship stuff of the of the whole entertainment industry really didn't come out to like the late eighties, like eighty nine, ninety. Yeah. And that was when that was when the that that what is that that I Tipper forgot Gore. the name of the group. The mothers against uh yes. explicit content it was, or whatever. It was Tipper Gore and yes. Right. The, yeah, I forgot what the name of the group is. But well, I mean, we Tipper talked Gore about this too, like when we, Wizards, when we did Wizards, and we were like, it's PG, right? Like, and that the, movie has like yeah. nudity, and it has like a bunch of like people That's getting a, blown their heads blown off. Yeah, and, it's a crazy yeah. thing you got to think about because I mean, up until what there was only like R, PG, and G. You know, I think it was RPG, RPG, and then X came out. I, X wasn't was it used like for seven, it was it Last Tango in Paris? Was that the first X? There's a lot that claim that claim yeah. they're the first X-rated film, but I can't remember what it was. Midnight Cowboys, one that always gets brought up. That was because it because it won best uh, best picture. Okay, so a lot of people. All right. Uh, Anyways, with Conquest, we are so we are transported into what, and you you we were having this discussion kind of earlier with with Mike about what constitute a, what constitutes a swords and sorcery film. This this film. To me, opens up a little fantasy feeling, almost like Greek mythology. It does, and I, 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 I think there is. A, I think he is trying to merge two different types of fantasy films together. But I think he's like, I, there's a part of me that feels like, okay, so so let, let's let's just go over this. Ilias is this kid, yes, right, and it really does start off like it's. Uh, Clash of the Titans or something like that. Yeah, like so a real myth- mythological character. Like this chosen young man chosen by the gods or some what, higher heavens has help from the gods by giving mystical weapons kind of thing. And their land is beautiful and it's like on the ocean and it seems like they have everything together. And then he gets transported where he, he chooses to go to this barren wasteland of just desert and reeds and And like swampland right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's this dog eat dog world that this where he meets this barbarian called mace and mace is far more like a conan type of character Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. bears no allegiance to anybody doesn't really have a sense of justice so to speak except for animals for some weird reason um and like i feel like it is like the culmination of these two types of heroes and i think by the end of it they're I feel like like Fulci is trying to show like in reality who's really going to survive, like who's really going to be the guy that can kick some ass. I think that's a great point. I don't know if that was what you were talking about, though, right? Did I misunderstand? No. Okay, because I thought you mentioned it felt like Greek mythology. It does. It does. Instead of sword and sorcery, it does. Right. I'm saying that Ilias exists in a world that is this Greek mythology world. And then as soon as he goes over the ocean, he enters the Conan the Barbarian Sword and Sorcery world. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, do you remember the uh, Triple X, the first one with Vin Diesel? <laughs> what? I mean, who Listen, doesn't? Right. <laughs> well, that movie, I don't know why this brings it up, but that movie starts off with a British spy, like a James Bond character, trying to infiltrate like this Russian like rave and getting killed. 
right? And yeah. then them coming to the conclusion of like, okay, a James Bond character can't compete in a world where there are these grungy, like extreme villains, yes. right? And the only person we can go with is this guy, Vin Diesel, who you know has tattoos and he can kind of blend into the atmosphere. I took it. I feel like it's a very similar kind of concept, which is like world, like two worlds kind wow. of existing in the same kind of like fantasy realm. I didn't take that, but different. Was, I got a different take. Was Ilias's whole mission just to gain manhood, just to be That's brave? What I thought. Yeah. Like, his, whole, his whole thing was this is I. I took it as this was like his coming of age right, thing. He's right. got to do this. His mission trip, so to speak, into the world. But I highly doubt they're giving this one. Hold on, this one ancient bow and arrow that has mystical powers to just any Joe Schmo. No, no. Well, he's going out to. He's going out like to basically see what else is out there for the probably the sake of the knowledge he will gain from it to bring back to his town. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's like take this bow and we'll never see you again. It's. Take this bow; it will protect you on your journey. I just keep you right, safe until a, you come back. That is a common. That's a common mythological theme. Like Perseus is <clears> given <throat> a, a, a winged steed, yeah, yeah but, and he's but given a shield to, to help him in his quest. But think about Mace this way, is not though. given anything but fucking two stones and a, and a string. But this is but this is like we're we're basically looking at the plot of Kroll. Right now, right? Isn't, doesn't that open up with him getting a mystical weapon? Right, but Crawl is not like a Conan in the Barbarian world. What I'm saying is there, there. Sword, there's a world of sword and sorcery. Right. is one of barbarians. What's Crawl? Is that not sword and sorcery? No, we that's said more that like a high fantasy. That's yeah. more of a high fantasy kind high of fantasy. situation. So high fantasy is stuff like where there's magic. Like Camelot I, would be considered that type of thing. Like there's help from mystical mystical uh, guides. That sort of thing, hmm. sword and sorcery, like the Conan the Barbarian type of sword and sorcery that it like that made was popular during like eighty two to eighty four, is almost like the Wild West. People are brutal. Right. There is rape. There is murder. There is killing. And the hero is often someone who really toes the line as a neutral kind of person that is just much like a, a man called Blade, somebody that just kind of. Finds himself within a scenario and then has to fight off maybe an evil wizard or a witch in this right. case, hmm. you know, and that's what well, Mace represents. Yeah, they're blending the, the two stories together, one who's grown up in this land and one who's entering this land with, uh, and they both have I, different uh, strengths, I guess, because one's got a magic bow mm-hmm. and the other one's just got Street like the smart. knowledge yeah, yeah, the of the stars, land, yeah. you know, and it's like, and I actually like that because when we first open up with Ilias being kind of like the main character, I'm like, I can't watch this fucking guy, this whole movie. Like, and then Mace showed up and I was like, okay, now we're now there's gonna be some real ass kicking because this Ilias guy is like a wimp. And I understand it's part of his character arc is to be kind of a kind of a, a wuss in the beginning and grow strong and find and do that flip where he finally wants to go after Okron and Mace is like, no, we should stay away. You can see, you know, him get more brave throughout the film. But Mace was a save what saved uh, this story for me. Mm-hmm. I kind of just took it as this is an Italian's interpretation of what a sword and sorcery movie should be about. It's an Italian person who's 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 digging into an absolute wealth of like heritage related to Italians, correct? Because Roman hi- of Roman, Roman history and all that Greece mythology, yeah. all that stuff, and they're just kind of injecting it into what. The British have created, which is the sword and sorcery kind of well, like Americans, really. But American, yeah. but yeah, 
You know what I mean? Like, I feel like well, that, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm exactly really taking. What I'm like, saying. I don't feel like, but I don't feel like it's a, I don't feel like it's a conscious decision to say, I want to put these two worlds and smash them together and see what happens. Comes I, out of it. I took it as it was let's like, just, oh, that's Cody's been dying to say something. Yeah, here. because I, I took it as 100% that, and I will take it even a step further with my description of what actually, 100% what you just said that. Yeah. Which one of, yeah. of it, of what Mike is saying, it's the clash of two worlds. And here's why this is what I think. And I think that it, we, we, some, I don't know. This is maybe my interpretation of this film, right? So we do open the up with, with them on this beautiful island. Island, um, or is it? Yeah, from what we can see, <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see anything. I saw it the other thing that's interesting about that too is that those characters are somewhat ghost-like. They are see-through, mm-hmm. which tells me that I'm thinking that they are somewhat of otherworldly at this point. Wait, what? I'm thinking they're somewhat otherworldly, like maybe at like Greek gods. Uh, I took or, it as that or, was just a, as just like a memory or gods, and then they send this. They send him off into the real world which is where this this is and his mission is to wipe evil right from this land yeah and Jesus, he get, and what yeah he gives him a pep talk about That's his there quest. are some men and this is the thing that like makes him go back later in the film he gives him this pep talk as there are some men that run from evil and there are some men yes. that run into the face of blah 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 but he does kind of send him on a mission this isn't just yeah like it's basically to defeat defeat Okron was the no, whole no it's like game. evil within this whole land yeah and keep in mind there there's another they villain. Sent on a mission to defeat evil in yeah general, I mean, it's a like pretty the, basic the high concept of evil yes yeah I mean he he basically goes down there with the concept of like I'm gonna be this kind of stereotypical fantasy hero yep. which is like a knight on a shining steed running like around. I think essentially Mace is what he wanted, what what they wanted him to become, like a warrior like that. No, because Mace doesn't have a, like, and this is a thing, like, Mace has to learn, he learned, okay, and I feel like we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. Here's here's the thing, though, too, is, is, and let me finish what I'm saying. So he comes to basically the, the real world, which is where Mace's world is. He meets Mace. Mace is a loner and doesn't like anyone, basically. He befriends Mace, like, and if you think about the scene where he Mace kills the guy who's just carrying the pig and then seals the pig, mm-hmm. like, there's this kind of real shock of terror of, like, I can't believe that they do this here kind of thing. And he always is talking about his, the, his, his homeland and the rules and the society there and how Mace would like it. Now, he also runs away and comes back, skipping a little bit forward here, he, he ends up not being the hero of the film and dying, but I think in the weird way he is the hero of the film because what he does is he inspires at the end of the film Mace to go off and finish his quest. He actually spiritually, like yes, like right. embodies Mace and gives him like the way I look at it is that there's two right. the, the two heroes are bound by totally different motivations, right? Mm-hmm. You have Ilias who is bound by the, the very stereotypical hero of like sense of justice i'm chosen to go out and do these things and we have to protect the innocent and that's above all we have to do which is why he's constantly like i gotta go fight okron right yes and he does falter at some point in time because mace talks him out of it and says look man you're never gonna beat this witch and he goes okay well maybe i'll go back and then he remembers this word that his father god whatever this guy was that sends him out on this mission says about how people who leave 
you know, pe- there are people who leave in the face of danger, and there are people that face it head on. And then he goes back, and when he does save Mace, and then goes on to fight Okron, he does die. Okron ends up killing him. Yes, or actually his Zora, subordinate, yeah, the, Zora, yeah, who Zora, yeah, who is like another kind of otherworldly, very powerful creature that controls like the dark world or whatever. <laughs> that was my favorite character. He had the best line. In that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the best line in this movie. Which is which? The, the best science movie is when uh, at the end when Mace starts attacking and the witch lady's like, "Defend me from him." He goes, "Ugh," and, <laughs> van- and he just vanishes. He's like, "Boop, I'm out." Well, <laughs> that guy ends up killing, ends up killing Ilias, cuts his head off and whatnot. But as the witch finds out, he does. She doesn't kill Ilias's soul, right? And then Ilias's soul kind of inhabits. Which no, he, well, well, he burns the body down right. to ashes and then wipes the ashes yes. on him so right. that he, so he embodies literally that sense of justice. The spi- <laughs> yes, the spirit yeah. and justice which carries on after his death. So he's like Ghost Rider. He's the in, spirit of vengeance. No, no, into, the spirit of justice. into this world where Mace is now going to spread like these these ideologies and stuff. So uh, he does actually accomplish his mission, even though dying. And I think that was the point of actually the whole beginning of the film is that they're literally sending this almost like Jesus, it's almost like a Jesus character, like to go. That's a very teach, Italian, it's a very Italian thing to do. I agree. Go teach justice and and right from wrong to this world by influencing and starting a friendship with one of the 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 most uh, um, heinous of. The barbarians. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but I, I, but there, there's no way there's no way that that group could ever possibly imagine that he uh, those two would ever even meet in this world. Right. Though. Well, if they're if they're godlike creatures like Kronos, then yes, they would. I didn't, um, I didn't take that at all. I can I can see godlike. You're creatures. right. I, I so they're see through. No, no. I took that whole scene where they vanish in and shit as just kind of like a. It's like a flashback scene, a passing of time scene. That's all I took it as. It could have been. It could like, have been. But um... the, way I, the way I saw it, I think you might be right, Kyle. I don't think they really had the whole plan thought out. Like, I don't think they were they like a plan. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> beings that know the fate of man, yeah. and they knew this was going to happen. I, I do feel like maybe they had, it's that concept of like the prophecy, right? Like, they have some sort of written idea of what's going to happen, but, like, in a lot of movies, the prophecy never turns out the way you think it does, but it still gets <laughs> fulfilled in some weird way. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of how I felt this film. I'm going to be honest. Out. I kind of felt like there was, this, this is kind of a crapshoot plan by this by this race of people. Yeah, it was a pretty shitty plan. Like, I don't feel like, I don't feel like there was a lot of knowledge that went into it. I feel like they just kind of were like, well, I mean, here's our best weapon, and, I mean, I guess you're our best warrior, so... Huzzah! <laughs> but I also think that 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 I think that actually goes to that might be done on purpose because for me I I do kind of feel like there's there are points within this film that Fulci is kind of saying like you're talking about this really justice minded character entering a world much like a spaghetti western that is lawless and unfair. Yep. And I feel like they are saying that like look I mean in reality like who's going to survive? Is it going to be the guy that's Bred and and understands this world because he was born into it, and all he knows is survival. Or is it going to be this kid with his head in the clouds, with this concept of justice? And maybe I think what they're trying to say at the end is, yeah, the survival guy is going to survive, but he's never going to get anything done unless he has a little bit of what this older kind of concept of heroism is. Oh, I agree, and that's what I think. That's what Elias's character represents is basically the inspiration of justice going into that world. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, that's as deep as you can get on this movie. Yeah, it's about because the rest of the film is not anywhere. Nope. There's a you know, and there's you know what? I Chewbacca think... ripoffs are yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a great segue into factoids with Kyle okay. on this episode. I'm super ready for this. All right. So, the character of Mace, mm-hmm. right? He is, uh, he characteristically is known by having a weird marking on his forehead. It looks like a 12. It does look like a 12. People who are. Members of this podcast, the four of you in this room and fans of the show, will have seen that symbol once before in our lives, which was the symbol that's marked on the wall in the beyond. It oh, is the, okay. it is the oh. symbol for Ebon, Ebon, oh, and yeah, it Ebon. is it is the uh, it, it symbolizes one of the twelve gateways to hell. Wow! So do you? That's think, a great fact. Does this, does this exist in the same weird Fulci world? I think that... it, I think it exists in a Fulci. Yeah. Where I think it exists in this Fulci world the same way that I think Quentin Tarantino's films all kind of exist. Like Red Apple Cigarettes is on all of his fucking movies, type of thing. So okay, but you don't think it's like something where like the Beyond, like like Conquest took well, place. Well, th- keep in mind thousand, the, a thousand years before. Keep the in movie mind, like beyond. the Beyond is like one of a three part series dealing with like the gates of right, hell on right. Earth, right? So like. It's just maybe it's an Easter egg he threw in there, and maybe he Wait, thought a bigger concept. What's he say about the symbol? Because he says he that, says something he about says the symbol. See he this says thing on my head. He says I don't. I'm not. I. I don't. I'm not friends with other men. Like I don't have friends. And he points to a symbol as if we're supposed to understand why. And that's literally as far as Fulci will go. Is but I tell you that. what, he does like Mace. Does love the animals, dude. He's got seagulls following him like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's he's, that's my he's favorite a healer. part of this fucking movie, man. It's like this. There's I, if we can get into tech, it's kind of like kind of technical, but there's one technical aspect which is just like Fulci technical. It should be its own category. Yeah, there's a definitely which is Fulci yeah. technical includes copious amounts of fog, and it means copious amounts of terrible uh, <laughs> animal puppetry, <and> animal <laughs> fake animal effects. They look like fucking like sticks, little puppets. Like, yeah, like little shitty puppets against a really bad green screen. Although I, I gotta I imagine, it. what did he do? Did he think he took some B roll of some dolphins? There's a scene in this film where Mace has I mean, he gets thrown into the water and he's tied to like he probably, almost it, like a crucifix kind of cross it, situation. It was probably the same day that he got his B roll of a shark swimming around in a tank for zombie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. For some reason, he can't nail uh, making fake animals, but apparently he's got a good lead on aquatics. And he can get some great the underwater shots. untie his hands, and I was wondering what... That is so, took so long. Oh, my God. It took so long for them to untie the hands. It's like four and a half minutes. out of, like, uh, paper mache or something I was like, like this. that? That was a pretty bad dolphin head. So <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, this dude's been underwater for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way. What a concept, though. Falling off a cliff tied to a cross, essentially. I like that concept. Yeah. I thought that was a great, it was, like... pretty cool. It, ga- it put me a little bit on edge, and it, it did, gave me some yeah. anxiety. And I've never, yeah. I've never really kind of thought that before. It's like, oh, wow, they tied him, and he just kind of just, yep, he just floats and thuds right on the bottom. Strapped to it, and then they show him float all the way to the bottom. Yeah, yeah it, was, and then, it was impressive. And then, and then we see the, the biting strength of dolphins. I yeah. like how they, powerful they bit his ha- arm several times. <laughs> yeah. So whoever was either puppeteering that was not having a good day. Hey, nobody else is doing that shit, so I can't be too I mad mean, about I it. Mean, <laughs> what, sure. uh, what other director will bring you a zombie fighting a shark or dolphins freeing an underwater victim? Yeah, I that's mean, true. That's true. Fulci. Not only that, like, like we can get into some other creature design. I mean, we. I think we should talk about, we talked about the heroes, let's talk about the villain. Yeah. 
Okron. 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 Metal face. Metal face. Metalhead. Metal porcelain the, doll. The woman metal-headed the, woman. Metal-headed topless. Never, never wears. No, she's topless the whole film, and she's yeah. bathed in like a gold sheen. On she her has skin. a spiked yeah. uh, underwear of some she kind. A, she, she basically is just wearing a thong with a, like a cod thong. piece kind of situation yeah. that's spiked. I just and think it's like spiked. It's that's like, it, and just a helmet. You know. Well, you're forgetting the copious amounts of snakes. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and she's fucking snakes. She's always wearing snakes. She's definitely no, but she's also I think she's also having sex with those snakes. I, I, I well, be- yeah, obviously. I mean, she's like let's give orgasming with let's these give snakes. Let's give it up to whoever that actress or if that was the actress or a stunt woman, whoever yeah. that was. It's, uh, that was the actress, and that actress is uh, from an- another famous Italian woman because from a cannibal film and a brave that soul. Woman was jerking around them snakes like they have eaten. You know, and they you would know, not get irritated. These Italian <laughs> women, they don't, they don't, they don't give a shit. You throw whatever you got to throw at. I was like, oh, she's gonna get bit. Oh, I was like, what like they yanking do? them around? They probably defanged them. them. They probably, yeah, I mean, they had yeah, to in this, in this era, to. I don't know what they did, but I mean, there. She has an interesting character. She's this witch, and she she has an interesting character. And I kind of part of me really wanted to. I was intrigued by her because part of me wanted to know like a little bit more about her backstory, especially because yes. like at the end of the film, we get this. We get this huge reveal that as soon as the, 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 the chrome dome helmet comes off, her head triples in size and because that <laughs> becomes that of some kind of some she's kind of creature skull creature. There. Yeah, she's got some kind you know, of... So I was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Like, I was like, it was intrigued by this character because I want to know a little bit more. The only thing I could gather is is that there are Why multiple metaphysical dark creatures that exist in the world and she was one of these type she of is. creatures yeah. because right. there's the other guy, Zora or whatever yeah. his name yeah. was. The leather-bound guy. Yeah. Apparently who, he was greater than her, I would assume, because yes, he was. she was offering herself yeah. to him yeah. in exchange. He was a great See, warrior, but but you know what? He had, he had a lot... He had a lot Lower uh, capacity for dealing with shit. He's just yeah, like I'm out. I actually didn't know. I don't know if I would say describe her, him as a higher creature, but thought, almost like she was saying, like, listen, if we team up here, we can take on this. I took it as she was a little more subservient. To she him. doesn't really have. She was more subservient. She's definitely selling her body. She was selling her body. Yo, she straight up says, like, I'll give you my body if you can kill this. Well, let's get into the story. She has this dream. So this this girl, Okron, she she has a vision, essentially, of a faceless man coming and killing her with the very same bow and arrow. Right. Very that, Jacob's Ladder. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, she'll, so she's <laughs> under the impression that, you know, obviously whoever dons this bow and arrow, this mystical bow and arrow, is going to be the one that kills her at the end. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, of course, you think the whole time it's going to be Ilias because he's You're the one that told him. But, um, you know, when Ilias dies, he gives the bow and arrow over to uh, Mace. Mace. And Mace ends up actually being the hero that actually finally finishes her off. But her mission, as soon as she sees this vision, is she's got to take this person out because she knows that this is going to be the person. He's coming. Yeah, he's coming, and I don't know how to stop it. And she'll do anything to get this guy killed off so that she can continue to rule this vapid wasteland that she has control over with these weird pasty uh werewolves and mm. ghosts and what they look like they're, they're ghost sh- zombies oh yeah those oh. are yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we haven't got to the zombies we'll yet, get into but them 
Was was she? What? Let me ask you this question: Was she was she having an orgasm because of the nightmares? Because that's what I it really like. thought that there was something going no. on with the snake, the drugs. I remember when they were yeah, shooting they blow the, some yeah. weird thing yeah. into her face, and then the snake seductively kind of goes between her legs. Yeah, and then and she starts she, making these she, orgasmic sounds. She has an orgasm, and then a vision of and her then dying. a vision of her yes. dying. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to. I think it's that. a way to tell for her. Maybe it's a way for her to kind of tell a future or something like that. It's like a psychic thing, like like a cheap. Achieving that orgasm like brings visions of of the future. <laughs> here's, here's That's kind of how they, at, the, at the moment of climax, she sees her death. Kind of how they play. I it. will say this. Um, so, like, if you like read into like really weird Christian Christian mythology of like the devil and like how he acts, and if even if you've seen films like The Exorcist or like never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, not, not on one. I like um, that one. That was followed up with a yawn. Real snoozer. Not a cool yes, film. I don't really man. hang out with that. Um, <laughs> too mainstream for me. But Sorry, like, guys. When you talk about like these type of demons, they always have to have like a really horrendous. There's a there's a mixture between sex, violence, and like the worst possible depth. Degradation you can possibly think. Well, of. they're like tr- they're like tricksters. They like to fuck with humans. Yeah, but I mean, in such a way that it's like it's funny for them. But when it's you terrible think of like us. the 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 devil, the devil will like make you have sex with your daughter or something like that. And what then, movie is that from? Uh, what was the movie with a uh, 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger? Where he fought the devil. Oh, end, uh, end of days. End of, end of days. days. Yeah, there's a scene where the mother and the daughter have a threesome with the devil. That's right. Yeah, but they're not fucking each other. They're just co-fucking. They're just co-fucking. And if you remember the scene, they meld into one. It's gonna be a new category I, on Pornhub. Co-fucking. That, that <laughs> when you think when you think about the the Christian. Oh, I'm not here for you. I'm actually here just to co-fuck. <laughs> I'm saying when Not you really think about a part the Judeo-Christian devil, I mean, he, he tends to have almost no <laughs> bounds and goes to places that no one else would ever go. True. Like really horrendous places. And I really do feel like some of the scenes in this border on bestiality they're talking about, there's a lot of like weird sexual depravity that's happening. You know, it, it, I find it odd that the creatures that she controls are all animals I really do. I, I I'm sorry. I got a what's real. Cra- what's crazy is that he's so he's so he's so obsessed with animals. Who is? Yeah, he is too. And she controls right. them. But I'm wondering if she. But I here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that she controls a bastardization or a, or or a, or a like a an abomin abomination of these type of sure. creatures. Like she's merging humans yeah. and 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 animals. Are they as werewolves? Where, yeah. They're, yeah, yep. there's something of that sort. <laughs> no, they're, they're like wolf people. Yeah, they're, they're animal kobolds, maybe. They look like werewolves. What did you say? Werewolves. Kobold? Kobold. Fuck is a kobold? Is that a horse? It's like a, like a wolf man. Is that kind a of. horse? Kobold. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that, actually the name of that, my 2009 Chevy Kobold, <laughs> which is parked outside right now. Yeah, it's like oh, one, yeah. one don't, horse. Don't ask, yeah, don't ask how many horses Are you ready? that's got to Kobold. A kobold is a Dungeons & Dragons race. In Germanic mythology, a spirit that haunts houses, lives underground or in mines. Weird. Uh, I'm trying to show a picture of this, but it's basically <laughs> Why like would a, a car be a called A dog that? human? Okay, all right. See that? Okay, it's a kobold. Right. I'm sorry, you uh, can't see it out there. But, it, but, it's but then there's there's other creatures. There's um, we mentioned zombies earlier. Oh, you missed the joke. Correct. There is a zombie which comes out of the swamp. I love Dude, that zombie scene because zombies. that gets that gets just straight folgy, oh. even down to the music for that scene. 
I feel like that music, I have to double check, I feel like it's pulled directly from one of his, either City of the Living Dead or from actual, from Zombie itself. I think you're thinking, Chris, you said there's there's lots of zombies. I feel like the only zombies were the ones in the swamp. Yeah, yeah those, that's those what I was thinking zombies. of. Yeah. There are some kind of like sea those are, those are the Those creatures. are the webbed, those are like the webbed creatures. Yeah. Those are, that's somebody that just uh, got a potato sack and just hit it with some plaster. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> some flour. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, just move around before it dries. Yeah, they, they, they had, they, they invested in starch. Oh my God, what the fuck was that? I was like, I, what in the It's just like mud, like white mud. Like, Oh. Well, that that for the zombies or for the webbing creature? For the webbing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe a garbage I bag. I liked the zombie <laughs> scene because I thought the zombie scene was done well, and I thought it was quintessential Fulci, though. Yeah, oh, it was and I was cool. like, well, when it did happen, I was like, you son of a bitch. Of course you can put squeezing it in zombies in here. Squeezing God damn. Well, it's- hey, one thing it didn't have was an eye gouge. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up because I thought for sure. This is, uh, uh, yeah, I was expecting it the whole popping time. Popping out at some point. Looking yeah. forward I'm to it. I'm trying to remember if that happened, but there was a sure was a hell of a lot of like bashing on the top of the head that just cracks the top of the skull like right off. Yeah, of this brains. Those, brains. Dude, those were bad. Yeah, those there was a lot ass. of crap. Yeah, she was eating brains or something like Drinking that. Yeah, she brain blood. Sucked brain them through blood, her yeah. nose hole because that's the only holes that she <laughs> had. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, in the splitting in half of that girl. What was her endgame? Hmm. Like she, she didn't really control there, the sun. There wasn't an end game. It was no, to maintain. Was it was maintain power. power. Yeah, yeah. Just, she had a vision of her death, and that basically tr- propelled the film and propelled her actions to the story to prevent that. Very similar to another sword and sorcerer movie uh, right. that we forgot to mention. Sure, which one? Which one? The Scorpion King. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. I'm glad I'm glad we remembered. I also wanted to bring up how effective those boils were. Oh, that was and such a And the pus and blood scene. coming out of them. Oh, and like, it just changed by that poison. Off. Yeah. Huh? It was like blood and then pus well, and blood again. Yeah, and like, you'd see like damn. slight pulsating. It was just yeah. like, oh God, I can feel Wait, that. Yeah. You saw? Yeah, it was pretty great. That was quintessential for Yeah. Oh, it was. I love I was like, You saw that? What? What do you mean you saw that? Yeah, when he gets shot by the poison. Oh, no, he, he's making a joke yeah. about. He's making a joke about how soft the the fucking also, focus oh, was. Oh, in this I thought, you, I thought you were uh, didn't actually see it. Uh, also, where do those darts come from? Those are coming from the bushes. Yeah, I think those are just the bush bushes. darts. No, yeah. I, bush darts. <laughs> I, I, it's the same. It's the same as like a, a jumping cactus or what was that plant creature in the original it, Jumanji that spit no. the poison darts? <laughs> I think it's it hits them a mile away. They're like, I like long. Being hunted. I feel yeah. like they're in a giant fucking field of those. It's it's well, it's the first it's the first vision you get of Zora's like. Yeah. Minions, right? Because mm-hmm. she says, "Like I'll give you my body, but you have to call upon your dark like allies yeah. or whatever." I think that they're just a version of whatever. Oh, I mean, really? Maybe we don't. Yeah. Get to see I just it, took but, that yeah. as like I just took them. I took that the wrong way, I guess, because I took that as like that was like that plant's fucking defense mechanism. It's like, oh, you get near me, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot darts. Oh, I didn't think it was a plant. they just didn't want. They didn't shoot that. They just had some B roll of a plant, and they were like, "Let's just throw some fake, you know, some, some painted plant, in arrows I the over this." Were shooting the darts like those are poisonous darts on the no. plants because when because listen, listen, the actual visual effect makes it look like a giant fucking arrow, but what he pulls out of his leg is a tiny little fucking dart. right, right. Yeah, it does look like a small like almost like, like it came out of a blowgun or yeah. something like that. Oh god! But yeah, I mean, it poisons him and. Oh. Oh, yeah, it does. Man, it, it is fucking pretty gruesome. And like, I love that. I love that Mace kind of like yeah. shames him for a minute. You know, he's like, "Don't be a pussy. You're, you're not fine. gonna die. <laughs> Don't be a pussy." And then he's also like, 
no, 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 like it's in my blood. I can actually feel poison in my blood. And he looks at me and he's like, whoa, yeah, you fucked oh, up right now. How about when they cut, like, you know, Mace had to go off to find this special plant to heal him. But they kept cutting back to the like the deterioration of yeah. Ilias and like with the ants crawling yeah. all around like the the wounds and stuff. I was like, Ugh. that's a classic fault. Another fault. Yeah. You've got fucking insects Covering going on. With insects. Shit. Yeah. 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 Incest. Very impressed. I was impressed by the things they tried to do. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, violence-wise, and and just like you know, I mean, obviously he he yeah. he's famous for horror and his horror gags, and how he applied that to this kind of film was I, was surprising. I, see, I think the best effect in this entire film is that woman getting split down the middle in the beginning. Dude, yeah, crazy. that is it was gross. it was. Oof. But if it you pay attention, sh- it was shot well. And that's the thing. If you pay attention to it, though, it's mostly close-ups, and but it's so effective, like the way it's cut together, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't I feel. Mean, I mean, have you have you ever watched a full? Show? Yeah, they're all close-ups. Yeah. Which yeah, makes it work. <laughs> it's what makes it work, though, because you show less is more almost. Yes, absolutely. You'll show a quick clip but, of some guts, but you don't really see anything in detail. I think, I think that the reason why I think that that kill though works so well is because yeah, you're right. It is close ups, but um, they tied it to some really good action, mm-hmm. and they tied it to some great sound effects. So like the action is these two wolf demons like going tug tug, and then it cuts back to a close up of this woman just being split from. Her growing up, like down the middle, just totally uh, just torn in yeah. half. And yeah, I was like, like below her navel, just below her navel, you can see that tear. That tear just forming, uh, and it keeps cutting back, and it's getting bigger, and you start and seeing the intestines start to kind of pour uh, out. And I was just like, I think that one, that one bothered me though, because I was like, I mean, you were in the room when I was watching Bone Tomahawk. Like, yeah, there that movie. That movie catches you off guard because that's just uh, it's just like a run run in the middle western, and then all of a sudden some dude gets split down the middle graphically in wow. the film. The and same that's a way. full shot. That's a that is a that is a static camera not moving, yeah. just watching it happen. It was pretty Ugh, brutal. Wow, so shit. so that that's why it, I I was impressed by this one because it's the same kind of gag. I'll, I'll there, tell you what I wasn't impressed by. What, what were you, what were what? you not impressed by? The lack of fog in that scene. Right. Uh, <laughs> the last twenty minutes of this film. Okay. I. And here's why. Uh, and we're jumping into technical stuff here, too. But we've, we've been all over the place, yeah, dude. The way that this film is shot with the um, the soft lens and the filters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When there is a night shot, you cannot see fucking There's anything. a fight that happens. I don't even know the what whole, happened. It's the last 20 minutes of the film. I can't tell you what happened. There's like a creature in a cave, I guess. Yeah. Like, I, all I can Which see- part's this? When after Ilias like gets taken weird, yeah. and yeah. and and Mace falls into the cave and he's being attacked by something while he's down there, but I can't see what it is. He gets. Wait a minute. What I think part it's more wolf. I think so it's more like, wolf creatures. They, they, this is after the, he cures Ilias. Yeah, Ilias yeah, yeah. gets cured. He she Ilias saves him. Leaves comes from back. the the swamp. With a well, sea he creatures. doesn't save him. The dolphins save him, but yeah, right, right. He fails. And, actually, um, they go to sleep at night, and there's like there are. Firelight, and then Ilias gets pulled underneath oh, the yeah, earth yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, into yes, like yes. a cave. Yes. Right. Okay. Right. And then you can't see shit for the rest of the. Yeah, film. it is a tough thing to see. I I will give you that. Like even yeah, like, I don't know. Actually, actually, now that I think about, it, I don't know how Ilias did die. Which is, don't know he gets he carried he, off. off and yeah, then you, you just see oh, it. he. That's right. He comes upon his his decapitated corpse hanging yeah. above him in the Correct. grave. Yeah. But Which, it, it is a hard thing to see. When I first yeah. saw it, I was like, "What just happened?" That was very surprising to me that me they too. went there with yeah. that character. I was like, whoa, I like now it. he's dead upside down, 
like no, I headless. Thought was, I thought it was one of the better parts of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can I just say that actually I was very impressed by the heads that they created yeah. when they would do decapitations. Yeah. They looked good. They yeah. looked real. They look good. I agree with you. Yeah. I Both was, the girl, the barbarian girl yep. and, and Ilias's head. Mm-hmm. Super lifelike. Yeah. It was weird. I liked, I mean, I liked that though. You brought this up. You brought this up, um, in, uh, what was the movie that I, that I picked recently? Um, uh, maybe it was called Blade. Uh, yeah, man, complete. You brought this up, Chris, specifically how the hero gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and I like that in this movie too because not only does Elias obviously get his ass kicked, but Mace gets his ass kicked actually too. When you first see him, he comes on the scene, he's whooping some ass with his fucking bone t- bone chucks and yeah. whatever the fuck, and then he gets some guys pile on him. And he gets a, he gets a couple hits on on him, and he looks like he's kind of gets his ass beat, and then he comes back. Like I fucking love that because it makes the <clears throat> it makes the hero seem a lot more badass. Yeah. Oh, I, I do also like the bow. I think that's a badass weapon. I yeah, was so cool. I the thing I loved about the bow was the world that they created. That in this world, a bow does not exist. Yeah, I like that. I too. thought that well, was like uh, yeah, interesting. On, like in his land, it's yeah. so weird. Like this weapon that flew at the speed of wind just killed us all. And it's like nobody has any idea what a fucking bow and arrow is. So I liked that aspect of of this movie. I agree. I like that too. I like that too. And then it only gets better when it when they actually show the mystical power that it has, which is it Shooting. can take sunlight and turn it into Multiple. an arrow that like basically goes like it turns it into ten arrows that yeah. just heat seeking missiles out these fucking people. <laughs> yeah, that's just, exactly just what it pierces is. Pierces right through your heart and yeah, your head goes through and, fucking oh, stone dude, and yeah, all that. Goes through holes in stone and comes out the other side and kills the enemy. Yeah. I was like, wow, that all right, we, cool. we can go there, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well, with <laughs> that, oh, the with guts that, just that, spill out. I was like, damn. We can. Oh, oh, so he was up. Yeah, it wasn't the fact that it was a magical bow. No, it I didn't. The fact that, but oh, that was the only time it that it did that. It I'm direction. fine if it's magical, but the magic must have some limit, guys. It must follow some sort of physics, okay? So let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Conquest. Okran, I've come to avenge my friend and to punish you for all the suffering you've caused. Today, the sun will rise without you, Okran. We're talking about Conquest. Let's talk about the end of the film real quick. Mike, I think you had something to say about it? Yeah, I'm like really kind of confused. So <laughs> so she calls up this uh, Okron chick. Okra. Okra. <laughs> yeah. She calls it Zora, right? And she does it by having, like again, this orgasmic thing with this mm-hmm. snake, right? But there's like this wolf, and she's petting the wolf, and it's kind of like this really weird moment where it's just like you're masturbating in front of your pets. That's kind of weird. <laughs> and the uh, wolf's in on it. And the wolf's kind of in on it and stuff like that, and it turns into this Zora character, right? Right. So at the end, as we know, uh, you know, Mace comes in with the bow. He shoots her in the head. Her mask comes off. She's like a demon underneath. Hideous. Yeah, shoots her again. She dies, and she turns into a wolf as well. Yes. And then runs off out into the wilderness, and that same wolf that was Zora runs off with her. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out like how this kind of fits into the lore, yeah. what we can establish from this. Is it like I have an answer. Are there animals that have been possessed by demons? Nope. Okay. Nope, Cody. Go so ahead, guys. He, Cody's about to be wrong. Let's watch it happen. <laughs> he actually fulfills his promise and he kills 
kills uh, Okra. Okron. No, Zora kills um, uh, Elise. Okay. Elias. Right. Correct. Yeah. He kills Elias. Yes. So he Elias. Sorry. Uh, so he now owns her body, soul, and whatever. So even though she gets killed, he still, he still, he still owns her. So you're saying like he owns her in dog form, which is like no, slightly no, less no, than no. what he was asking like, for. No, 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 no. <laughs> he has the slight powers of Shang Shung, where he can call forth oh, her Jesus. soul and raise her, you know, spirit animal. Cody's wrong. Cody's <laughs> this thing is, is that this, is this guy <laughs> wanted to fuck a human woman yeah. and instead got a dog and he said, well, no, okay, he good can enough. Trans- <laughs> he can yeah. transform her into whatever he wants. And he decided to, to, to have dog sex with her. No, they're just running off into the wilderness as dogs probably because it's Obviously, faster. Obviously, they're going to have dog sex. Yeah, of course they're going to have dog <laughs> they're sex. They're both dogs. Of course they're going to have dog sex. He's I, making it up. There's no, no backstory. I'm not. I'm There's not no backstory. It. It's a Fulci film. Nothing's explained. I'm not making it up at all. It's literally explained in the film. He it's owns her body and soul. No, it's not what it he says. He is a magical creature. It's he not can, what she says. He can you know call, what? Hold yes. on. Hold on. I'm going to defer. Then never says soul. Chris, yeah. do you have any theories on this? And why would owning the soul allow her to die but then be reincarnated? Because he's a shit dude. Because he knows he's magic. A dog. He's and he's a, dog. a demon. He's a dog because he's a trickster. I wanna he can summon another demon. Demons can summon demons. I want to hear from the only other smart person in this room. summon demons. Summon demons. I think what it, I think what it made what it made me think of was um, their power was stripped of them because they were defeated. So they went back to like maybe their natural form. Like maybe as they, they gained power, they could that, that's they could clearly be, the best answer. They could become that like different be, like hum, yeah. human type beings or whatever. Like the more powerful they were, that's, but that's clearly the truth. Their power was so, stripped, well, so they went on. back to their primal. Okay. No, no, no. Just let them have that because that's the best no, answer. I got to poke a hole in this like, one. Okay. I got to poke okay. a hole in this go. one. There's no hole to poke. Yeah. So were you saying this isn't a raft? Were you saying that they were wolves before yes. they were demons? Yes, they yes. were wolves. Well, look at her army. They're how, all wolves. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. that's what. That's why. That's actually what I wanted so to get to. So you want to know how she turned into a, a human originally? Yeah. How does a wolf? Wolves can't learn magic. Well, or can they? Wolves I mean, are bestowed they're, they're, with magic. They're kind of human-like. <laughs> I mean, you should be on a Walmart T-shirt, Kyle. <laughs> All right. I think maybe when, yeah, when as you gain power, you have more control over, like, yeah, as you become a more powerful wolf. Yeah, you as you level bes- up bestow- as a wolf, <laughs> you unlock certain abilities. Yeah. <laughs> once you get that, once you get to that, a, once you like get those Shang HP uh, HP numbers up, <laughs> then you start to shape shape shift like Shang Shung. Everybody knows this. Shang Shung, yeah, Shang Shung, Shang Shung, Shang Shung. But now they must go yeah, off and and, oh. and and into the wilderness where they came from, and they have to regain power to in order to be you know back where they were. What you know, like as powerful Wait, beings. What? The, they the have wolves. to go off. They have to go off. They the ran wilderness. off. Yes, they have to run away. To start to from scratch. Start from scratch. I felt like it wasn't start from scratch. I thought it was like, all right, they're gonna like you know begin their lives just boning wolves together. Maybe, maybe they have a little wolf family. Maybe know. a wolf. You know what? You know what? I took it as. Huh. I think it was a stupid ending that didn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, that, well, that's why I only asked. I mean, it makes uh, sense when it, it I makes, only asked because it made no goddamn sense to me. It makes it's sense stupid. when I explain it. But all right, what are we rating this, Mamer Jammer? It did not make sense when you explained it at all. We all contested against your people explanation. Gonna, the people of the podcast are going to agree with me. Yeah, the all people are... in this stream have spoke. No, no, I'm talking about the the. Human... Chris clearly had the best explanation. <laughs> the fan bases will speak on this, and they will let us know. Yeah. Well, all right, speak it, on it'll the fan be base. it'll be ten to none. <laughs> Hashtag Cody was right. Hashtag Cody. <laughs> Hashtag Cody always loses. <laughs> oh shit! What are we rating it, Mike? So I want to be. Uh, I want to be. 
with our audience. I want to be transparent, and I want to say that normally, okay, so when we, when we get to the point where we have to rate the film, nine times out of ten, we don't have any idea what we're going to rate it, so we have this long, like, five-minute diatribe. Of, like, what you mean the one I'm going to cut out right now? No, no, keep this. I really want you to keep this, because I want them to understand the... <laughs> I want them to understand. I want this is a little bit of behind the scenes kind of situation. I like it. Um, Let them behind the curtain. We we, we kind of argue about what we want to do. Chris. Like what are the most what are the most uh, reminiscent things about the film, and what are we going to rate the them? Normally we argue back and forth, and we come up with the best one. I'm actually going to leave this up to you guys. I'm thinking either arrows of light or lamb chops, <laughs> lamb lamb chucks. I would go with um, lamb chucks. I would go with lamb chucks. Lamb chucks. Yeah, lamb chucks. It is then. Lamb chucks. It is. All right. Let's. I'll go first. There you go. Here's the thing. Um, our discussion about this film has been more entertaining to me than this film was, <laughs> uh, and that's crazy to me because I didn't think we were gonna have this deep, decent of a discussion about this film. I'll it be, was fun. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, here's the thing. What really kills this movie is that is you can't see it. It's it, the, the, we didn't talk about the music, but the music's awesome. So let me throw that. Music in is great. Fucking on point. That's the best music, part of this movie. This is my favorite part. Music. It's my actually semi modern. Like you could hear it nowadays. I agree. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, gotta give it uh, a star for that. Um, and then I was somewhat entertained by the creatures, but otherwise, from that man, this the pacing of this film is fucking brutal. Man, did this feel like it was a four-hour Lord of the Rings extended edition. Hour and a half. (laughs) Film, I know. And it's just like, ah, it got me. Um, The weird creature design, little stuff like that. But, I mean, otherwise from that, man, I I just, it was was hard to get into this film for me. Uh, Not my favorite. I got to give it a two. A two. I was like, eh, nice. 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 All right, who's next, Cody? Let's go to Chris. Let's go to Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Chris. (laughs) I didn't even say it. (laughs) Yeah, but you laughed. You laughed at that joke. Um, Yeah, you laughed at that joke at your expense. Yeah, the a huge downfall for this film is the fact (laughs) that it is so foggy and grainy through the whole thing and difficult to see. That that actually really bugged me. However, I really liked this film overall okay. quite a bit. I'm not a sword and sorcery fan. Um, I have yet to see one that I really liked. And this one, I walked away from it going, I was entertained by that. And I really enjoyed like the angle that he took on this genre of film. Um, you know, obviously I'm a horror fan, so I like the gore aspects and like the the cringeworthy moments. Um, I thought it was very artistic, like definitely some of the set pieces and the shots and the costuming. I mean, yes, it's kind of hokey, like werewolves. You can tell it's like dudes wearing masks or whatever. But there was there was something artistic about this film, and I it kept me intrigued. I, the pacing, yeah, a little slow in parts, but overall, I like this movie. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got? Uh, okay. I mean, I want to scream too high. I do, but I mean. I was surprised myself, man. I, I'm honestly, so blown away that he liked this movie that I, I I feel like I can't argue it with him. Like, I mean, I don't know what the hell fuck he was talking about. I almost said hell, but I thought the fuck is more appropriate. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was talking about in that review, but. Right. Kyle? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm in line with you, Cody. I'm gonna give this a two. Um, I was really excited to see this movie because um, 
here's the here's the super interesting thing about Fulci, and if and people listening don't know, it's that look, yeah, he's known for gore, he's known for horror, and he had a long stint in in between the late seventies and early eighties. That that's all he produced. But if you go through his catalog, I mean, this motherfucker did a White Fang movie. Like, so I get more intrigued and excited to see his other genre films, his. Spaghetti Western for the Apocalypse is just this bizarre kind of weird thing. I haven't seen White Fang yet, but it's a family film that Fulci did. So I was excited in that aspect that I could finally see this. Um, the way that this movie is shot is atrocious. The What we watched was the remastered version, and I get that the concept here was that if I, if I made the characters murky and kind of uh, 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 blurry and almost vanishing within the frame that it kind of helps propel and help create this kind of sense of um, uh, uh, an other world that we're, we're kind of existing in. I, I, I get the concept. It was executed horribly, I feel like. It, it, it just looked like Vaseline on the front of a fucking camera lens. It only works well if you light it well, and they did not light it well. They did not light it well. I'm um, The character design, or the, the creature designs... Um, I mean, I think the wolves was a cool concept, but at the end of the day, they look like really cheap Halloween masks. Um, I didn't take away anything pretty uh, incredible or amazing about their designs other than, like, you know, it was cool that they were able to source that many masks for this one production. Uh I love the gore and violence because it's Fulci, and I and I thought it was creative. I thought the see, especially like seeing the few sword and sorcery films I have seen, it is exciting to see uh, this level of violence kind of incorporated into it because blood and gore is fun for me. Um, and I loved the soundtrack. I thought the music was great. I thought it was almost like I said a little bit ago. I thought it was actually kind of a modern soundtrack. Like I could hear the shit being peppered over a modern movie. It's very electronic. It's very poppy kind of in certain parts. My favorite, my favorite track being when, uh, Maze is sneaking into the camp to oh, free yeah. Elias. Awesome. Yeah. And he's like, it's like the sneaking, t- like almost electronic beat music. Mysterious. Oh my fucking God. Is it good? Oh like, yeah. And I, it was the first time I stopped and I thought like this music's better than this movie should be like, this is yeah. incredible. So, I mean, with all that being said, I would recommend people seeing this movie because if you're a fan of Zombie and you're a fan of Fulci, I would clearly recommend to die to, to just dive in to see what this director he, he has done. If you're a fan of the sword and sorcery genre, I mean I don't I, I don't know that much about it, but I'm gonna say it's kind of maybe one of the shittier ones. I don't know. I don't know. Two two it's two for me, so it was a journey, I'll say, to watch this movie because I paused it probably fifteen times to go do something else. So, it's slow. There you go. Mike? Well, Colin, I am a fan of the uh, sword and sorcery genre. I know you are. That's why you picked it, Mike. Exactly. And uh, I will say that, um, actually, one of the reasons why I'm going to rate it a little higher than, maybe even maybe even that it deserves, okay, is that um, in terms of sword and sorcery films, this actually is kind of on the higher end for me. Okay. Um, one of the reasons being is just that, I have seen some of the other, especially particularly the Italian uh, ones. There's like Gunan, King of the Barbarians, and there's Ator the Fighting Hawk. I've seen a little bit of Ator the Fighting Hawk. Gunan, the uh, King of the Barbarians, I just saw like two days ago. And oh man, it like it makes this it, it, this film is like Schindler's List compared to Jesus Christ to to those to those uh, 
those in what way? What do you? What I would have um, Just like I mean, like, like Fulci is What's clearly the analogy. <laughs> the analogy being like that. I mean, Fulci is just so much better at you. And and, and I agree with you. I want to say I agree with you a hundred percent that on a c- cinematography level, the idea to shoot it through a cheesecloth or Vaseline was a terrible fucking idea. Hmm. It it really ruins this film. If they had kept it crisp and kept it clean, I think it might even have been a better film. I, I agree think so, with you 100%. 100%. So, yeah. like, I really 100%. think that's the biggest hurt on this yeah. film. But I, those films, I'm telling you right now, they're, I mean, characters are just way out of focus and they're out of line. They're, they're, they're spaced... Yeah, like on the the very edges of the frame. Right. Um. The action goes on way too long. There's a lot of slow motion to draw the movie out. Mm. Um. A lot of it is just like, let's just envelop the entire film with as much swordplay as we can, but in slow motion because we don't have a lot of film left. Um. This film, uh, again, Fulci doing a good job. Uh, monster create creature creation. I thought was pretty good. Actually, to be honest with you, I know some of them look a little cheesy, but I thought there was a good diversity. I was just going to say that word. That word just popped from my head, diversity. Of, of types of creatures. You know, you yes. got werewolves, you got like there's zombies, creatures, zombies, there's, there's, there's mummies, all kinds of things. Um, I like what he tried to do, which is like this kind of uh, 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 like uh, a head to head battle between two different genres, which is the mythology of like maybe a Harry Har- Harryhausen kind of, you know, Clash of the Titans with like you know, Conan the Barbarian. I thought that was fantastic. And I also kind of really liked, I think, the message of the film at the end, which is this idea of kind of like, it it did kind of remind me a little bit, especially since you've been getting us into a little bit, the uh, Spaghetti Westerns, this Mm -hmm. idea of a lawless land, right? And I feel like all of those characters at the end of the Spaghetti Western kind of have to succumb to this idea of justice- at some point in time, I do have to take a high. I have to. I have to think about somebody other than myself. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. I felt like this film really did kind of have a spaghetti western feel a little bit, mm-hmm. except it had two characters, right? It was like it was almost like the devil and the and the angel on the shoulders, right? Mm-hmm. You had Ilias, who was this high and mighty, like morally, like like over the top character that believed in justice over everything. And then you had Mace who was all about survival in himself. Right. right. And at the end, they literally fucking merged together mm. to become the greatest hero of all time. And, um, I really liked that about the film. So, uh, <laughs> that was a long winded fucking review, <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to, I probably going to give it a 3.5 as well. I think with Chris, um, it really, it, 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 in where it falls in the sword and sorcery films, I think it's on the higher end for me. Well, with, with maybe Conan the Barbarian being I, the I, number I, one. You brought up maybe. a few points that that you know, being that I don't know the sword and sorcery genre, you guys also don't know the spaghetti western genre, right. and some of the shit that you're saying right now echoes exactly what I was saying about Man Called Blade. Was like right. where this falls is like. Kind of on the more violent side. It's kind of the more high energy side of them. But so. I feel like with Spaghetti Westerns, the genre lasted a lot longer. So there was a lot of room to make really good films. Yeah. I mean, in the Sword and Sorcery thing, I mean, it's like Conan the There's Barbarian. There's not really directors that came out of the Sword and Sorcery genre like, that's the fucking guy. <laughs> if I if I were to go through a bunch, like, I mean, if you're going to fucking try to watch Death Stalkers, 
Yeah. They are terrible fucking. They're basically softborns. Right. Disguised uh, as sword and sorcery films. I mean. They're just basically vehicles for uh, Frank Frazetti key art. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 ultimately, it's, it's Conan the Barbarian. Conan the story is pretty shit. I've never actually seen it. It's not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, Krull is on the high end. That's sad and I because think, I, I did think, not I like think, that movie. In and Hawk the, the Slayer's on the high end only because of its quirkiness and and kind of laughability. But other than that, like, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad. So three point five, though you say. That huh? being said, I love this genre. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Three point five, huh? Kyle knows about the spaghetti westerns. You know about the sword and sorceries. What's your specialty, Cody? Animal attack movies. Yeah. All right. And, and Chris. Disaster <laughs> movies. Chris. Chris is all about the. Uh, I don't know. Weird shit. Uh, I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. Well, like okay. summer camp movies. Summer, summer camp. camp. Stabbing cabin in the woods At movies. Animals attack three. <laughs> All right, guys, that's our show for this no, week. But before we go, yeah. we do have a review. What? Who's to reading read? that? I have it up. So I'll read it. Can, what, read oh, it Mike's going to read the new review. Okay. I'm getting excited. Can you not laugh at my excitement, Chris? Are we, are we ready, guys? Can you guys? not laugh at my excitement, Chris? Sure, Chris. This comes from IvyBoy89. IvyBoy. He says, Kyle does not rock on this podcast. No, it doesn't say that doesn't at all. You're full joking. of shit. You're joking. so jealous. Ivy, Ivy Boy would never say that. What Ivy Boy does say, he gave us five stars. Yay. Yeah, because Kyle is on this podcast. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and he says, love this podcast. It is a crucial part of my weekly routine. Love your review of Lost Highway especially. Great banter. First podcast where I really wish I could call in and chime in about my favorite cult films as they were being praised or torn apart. And his headline says, it, it just gets better. Thank you for the review. Five stars. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. It helps us out. <laughs> A whole bunches. Hadn't said that. I, 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 I've been missing bunches. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I know. It does. It helps us. Uh, it helps us climb those charts. Should I bring that one back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you used to always talk about the charts, those, those mythical those charts. charts that were being mythical charts were climbing. I don't we're think I've ever climbing. seen a chart or a, a an additional chart that shows change. So we're on those charts. Yeah, I mean, if you type in cult F, we if you come type up in first. cult film and review chart. On Google, you'll actually see the chart that we're talking chart. about. <laughs> you get, you a, get a chart for yourself. <laughs> chart of something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had too much wine this episode. I'm giggling. Cult Please charts. remember to follow us on our social media at ColtFilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> you can also follow us on Facebook. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe on... <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> That's fine. You just make sure you subscribe. <laughs> Subscribe on our YouTube page. <laughs> there you can follow <laughs> Kyle. At. You can follow me on Instagram at Goldfilm underscore Kyle. I'm the only one who had a, his own bottle of wine tonight. <laughs> his whole, his very own. <laughs> you, I was just thinking of a website. It's a wine episode for <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Coltcharts.com. Cult, cult charts and cultcharts.com. <laughs> oh shit You can follow Chris at Cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram You can follow Mike at At Mike Salustio on Twitter You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Twitter S- Snapchat no. Oh Snapchat. Snapchat, I'm sorry yeah, still live, live, live journal <laughs> I'll bring it back. I should bring it back. Well, you should. You're, you're, it's I only should. owned by Russians now, so. Oh. You can't remember that coding, bro. 
You can follow me on netzero.com. Yeah. <laughs> so just remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.